No Block, No Rock, episode 15. This is the post-spring game episode of NBNR. Before we get started, Mike, give us some of that Javi's Taco info. Yeah, so as you guys know, Javi's Tacos is our sponsor. One of the fresh things I want to tell you about Javi's right now is their Birria Tacos that I had talked about in a previous episode. Those actually went viral on TikTok. So if that doesn't tell you anything, they actually ran out of food and the entire restaurant had to shut down for like two days because there were so many people trying out Javi's tacos. Huh. And I'd like to say that was from us, but sure. I think I mean, maybe maybe a little bit was some of you guys, right? But get some more of that cut. Yeah. No, no, no. So but yeah, if you haven't been to Javi's, go give it a try. It's excellent. They have two locations, one on 180th and Q, and the other one on Lakeside Plaza here in Omaha, Nebraska. But let's get rolling on spring game. Spring game. Uh, we, what do you guys think of the game? Did, did anything stand out? Did anything um, alarm you? What's, what do you think? All right. Well, let's just jump right on to QB1. Okay. All right. Uh, there were there were some times where he, and I think this is not a this is not a hidden thing. Adrian looks leaner. He looks like he lost 15, 20 pounds. Yeah. Like, would you guys agree with that? Oh yeah, yeah. He he, he looks more. We'll just say he looks more fast. Yeah, more he fast. looks faster. He's more faster. He's gooder on his feet now. More gooder, yes. <laughs> more gooder. The yeah. feet the feet move faster than they used to. Yeah. At least last year. So. Now. I said some of this could uh, could be because he was wearing a green jersey uh-huh. and he knows he's not going to get hit. Yep. Uh, part of it is is because he's fresh. He's not hurt. He's playing healthy. We don't know how long that will last. But uh, let's evaluate his throwing. I think he made a couple good throws. At the end of the half, I was not happy with the typical bonehead, mm-hmm. 47 turnover Adrian throwing it up for grabs. Mm-hmm. And then another one I didn't like was a backwards pass that he threw behind him, and we lost 15 yards. Like, some of that stuff, you're a four-year starter. You should not be making these throws anymore. But sometimes we still do. But I will say the one right before the half, I mean, you know it's the spring game. Like, it's the last throw of the half. Like, I don't think that that was such a huge deal for me. One thing that I did notice was um, him really taking his time when he had the time uh, to really go through his reads, you can physically see him checking, you know, on every single receiver, and that is something that, you know, he just never had the time to do in the past. So hopefully that stuff kind of, kind of uh, works out this year. Yeah. Um, look, the the first play of the game, it's the spring. Yahoo, let's have some fun. It was that pa- backwards pass, razzle dazzle, cute. Yeah. I know that's not Adrian's fault. But um, as a fan, I'm like, Scott, what what right do you have right now to just throw out these willy nilly plays? Like you you don't have you have you don't have any room to do that, man. You have not proved that you can do that and get away with it. Like God, quit being so cute. So but, I, was, <laughs> I was in the stadium God. for that, and yeah. I didn't get to see the BTN broadcast that I'm sure oh. a lot of you guys got to watch. But it's funny because that happened while Scott Frost was being interviewed by Damon Benning. <laughs> right. So it's like, it felt like it was almost scripted in a way like, yeah, run this crap when Scott is talking so nobody on live television, national television, can see this crap. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it's one thing if it's like maybe the 
eleventh play of the game, but the very first one, like, yeah, it's gonna stand after out. A very rough year, mind you. Yeah. After after a couple games where, you know, the first play of the game, you had those behind the behind the scrimmage line of scrimmage passes that were fumbles, yeah, or weren't really fumbles, but it's like, dude, come on, like, have you not learned your lesson? Have you not? Ugh. But, look, it's spring game. Let's have fun. But, you know, just analyzing Adrian. Um, Kyle, you touched on this. The offensive line wasn't the greatest. They didn't look that good going up against the second team. And it's it's hard to evaluate. You know, I did see a lot of um, QB runs. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I don't know how well you can evaluate those design runs when it's thud tackling and it's a quarterback with a green jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know how well you can evaluate plays like that, but he does look leaner. He looks faster. Some of the throws were on the money. One of them was dropped by Omar. Omar! You know, it's like, yeah, that throw was fine. It was a windy day. Uh, there was a, a few crossing routes to Toure that looked good, put on the money. But like you said, there are also some plays where it's like, oh, boy. If it's the regular season, if it's conference play, you don't get away with those. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and like, you know, kind of like transition to the offensive line. Uh, you know, the running lanes looked a little bit better. They, they look good. But then, yeah, every once in a while you'd have like some serious uh, pass protection breakdowns. And it's like, okay, this is something that you're going up against like the second string D-line, right? So why are you having these issues where – Adrian Martinez is out here looking like Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Like, he was, like, running for his mm. life for, for part of the day. So, uh, yeah, that's a little concerning. Well, no, and the other thing, um, you know, we're re-watching the spring game right now just to kind of refresh our thoughts and whatnot. One of the great plays that Adrian had was what? Called back. For holding for in holding. the spring game. So, even if Adrian slings it like Mahomes on a good day, yeah, you always have that. You always have that freaking thought at the back of your head. It's coming if, back. It's, it's coming, coming back. back. Hey, this play went a little too well, didn't it? Sure did. <laughs> Something must have happened that's going to make it come back. So, look, some good things. It's, it's like with Adrian for the past couple of years. He looks great. Then he doesn't look great. And I'm just – I just didn't see enough where I was like, oh, this is going to right the ship this year. That's just yeah. me personally. Yeah, well, and I think that's that's kind of how it is with the 2 a.m. It's been a roller coaster, and there's times where in Rutgers, the Rutgers game is the perfect example. There's times where you are like, what in the hell are you doing? And there's just times where you're like, wow, that guy could be playing on Sundays. So I think even the spring game, the little that we saw of Adrian with this thud tackling in the first half only, yeah. we even got to experience the 2 a.m. ride that we've been on for the last four years. I, I hope we see more of the good than the bad. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not slamming Adrian by any means. He played well. He looks lean, but there were some plays that just like you are a senior. What are you doing? Yeah. But that's okay. Two a.m. Let's get off the two a.m. roller coaster and let's look at Double H Harburg Heinrich Harburg figures to be QB two. Uh, honestly. <laughs> If you guys listened to our episode uh, previously when we, we broke down the Heinrich Harburg versus Smothers uh, competition right now, 
Harburg can make every throw on the field, and I got to see it in person. And he, without a green jersey. Without a green jersey, yeah. But here's the thing. He can make every throw. Those out routes from a, one hash to the other side of the field, that is a long freaking throw, and he was making them with ease. And the the athleticism in and around the pocket, like he he made our starting defensive line look silly. Like I felt like I was watching Ohio State or somebody just like running on our defensive line because he was breaking out of the pocket and he was taking off down the field. So I thought Heinrich looked really well, and especially in his first time in front of fans. I mean, he he did say before the game though, like that's my home turf, like that's my field because you know he is a local kid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I liked what I saw. What what did you think about Heinrich, Kyle? Yeah, so one thing that impresses me is just his size. I mean, you look at him standing behind the offensive line and in front of the defensive line, and it's like, okay, yeah, of course he's, like, making all these throws, right? Because he's, he's looking over everyone. Yep. Um, and so that's something that's, like, really important. And like you mentioned, um, he had a lot of uh, pass protection uh, breakdowns, and he was able to, like, maneuver himself outside of the pocket and take it for 8 to 10 yards. So, yeah, his mobility and his size, I think, is, gonna, is going to be good. Yeah, the eye test with Harburg is like, yeah, he looks like a legit quarterback. Um, the only thing is, when he gets out there with the live bullets, it's going to happen this year. He's going to play. Yeah, he's going to play. Like, Adrian is going to get hurt at some point, whether it's for an extended period of time or just a couple plays. He's going to be out there. Um, but we don't know. So here's my thing with, with just jumping on that really quick. Okay. I think that if Adrian were to get hurt in the middle of the game, I think Logan would come in the game. But if Nebraska had a week to prepare, I think Heinrich would get the nod. I think that's where they are right now because Logan knows more of the offense and he know they can probably run more through him. Not saying they will. Right. I think it'd be very vanilla if Logan came in the game or if Heinrich came in the game. But I think if we were in a jam like we have been in the past, I think that Heinrich would only come in if he had a week to prepare. A week to prepare. Let me play devil's advocate with that. It is still only uh, May, excuse me. Yep. So I think even though we are talking about Harburg like before Smothers right now, I think technically Smothers is probably QB2. But I think if you give it a few months – I do think that Harbor will eventually overtake Smothers, even when it hits September. Like I, I think what Harburg showed, and you give him a few months to learn the offense, I think he will eventually overtake Smothers. That's my opinion. I, I agree. Yeah, ba- based off of what I watched uh, Harbor do during the uh, the spring game, I, I really would personally, I would take Harbor over Smothers, and I'm so I'm so big on like size. And, like, when you're looking at, like, Luke McCaffrey last year, right, he looked tiny compared yeah. to everyone on the field. A little stick. Yeah. He's tiny, right? Like, he's, like, my size. And mm. it was it, it was just um, – it's just such a big difference. And that's kind of where Smothers is at. It, you know, if he could put on some pounds and just kind of get in the same playing field as everybody else, I think that would be okay. But Harper's already kind of there, I think. And, look, Smothers, when he was out there, he looked kind of, like, wobbly – I don't know what's what the word is really. There's all this. There's this talk about him having to change his mo- throwing motion, and you know he he had that serious injury like his senior year, and it's just like it doesn't seem like everything's fallen into place for him. Unfortunately, I think 
a lot of it is out of his control. And so it's nothing against Smothers necessarily. I, I just don't think it's set up well for him. I just think that things weren't fluid when he was in there, and he missed a couple throws that I was like, this is a, this is a very elementary throw. 2 a.m. is going to make that with his eyes closed. And I saw Heinrich make it, you know, a drive ago. Like, this is a simple out route. You have to be yeah. able to make that throw in the Big Ten. So maybe he'll get his stroke right, is what Verdusco calls it. Maybe he'll get his stroke where, where they need it. But from what I saw in the little bit, and this is – got to remember this too. This is one practice one of practice. many. Yeah. They've taken hundreds and hundreds of reps, True. right? We only saw 50, 60, 70 of them, right? So we there's there's so many reps that have been taken behind closed doors. Maybe he just didn't perform well. That wasn't his day. Maybe he woke up with a, a head cold, who knows. But <laughs> but from our evaluation, I think Heinrich would be QB2. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Now, speaking of another position that when you look at the depth chart, it's alarming. Let's touch on the running backs. All right. I think if you were to release a depth chart, I think you would have Irvin one. Yeah. A true freshman, which in itself is still like, oh, my God, like, can we just get an experienced dude back there? And we were supposed to with Step. I'm, according to me, this asshole sitting on the couch, Step is not on the roster. Step is not playing this year. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Steph is, Steph is not going to play this year. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I might be being a little hyperbolic. I, do, I don't consider him to be on the four deep of the running backs. I just don't. I'm sorry. Steph isn't playing. Irvin's one. Uh, Marvin Scott's probably two. Uh, look, and we can talk about – let's talk about Yant. I know Kyle over there, he's – Itching to talk about Mr. Yant. He's creaming in his jeans. Go off. And we'll get, that, we'll get into that later. Go yeah. off. Do it. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yant, <laughs> Yant is going to be a big deal uh, anytime you're within 10 yards of the goal line. Big deal. He, big. He's going to, yeah, big real big deal. He hasn't never seen anything like this before. Big. Listen, I'm telling you, that, that kid is <laughs> giant, right? He's like 240 pounds. Yeah. Uh, he's tall. Like, mm-hmm. he is just a monster, and he's he's a true freshman. So yeah. it's, it's like. On. no. He's a walk-on freshman. Oh, walk-on freshman. Yeah. So second year in the program. Yeah. So yeah, it's just I don't know. I every time he stepped on the field, I was just like, holy shit! Like that dude is gonna be tough to bring down. And you put him, you know, within twenty yards of the goal line, ten yards of the goal line, like you're you're gonna have issues. So when I look at Yant, mm-hmm. he reminds me of a more athletic Amani Cross. Yep. Exactly. That like Amani Cross was like a man amongst boys, mm-hmm. and I feel like Yant is in that same category. But mm-hmm. Yant, he's, he's got, like, an extra gear. I, we didn't see a lot of it in the spring game, but even just, like, the little stuff he did in the second half where they were actually playing tackle football, not two-hand touch or thud tackling is what they uh, alluded to was thud. But, no, Yant looked good, and he looked pretty quick. You know, on his touchdown run, I mean, he, was, he ran through a couple arm tackles. Actually, the run before that, he ran through, like, it looked like Tommy Frazier's the run against Florida, dude! Like <laughs> oh, God, broke, just like came out through like a like a pile of tacklers and just just popped out and like where the hell did he come from? Right, like he just busted through and that goes back to okay, why the hell are we not wrapping this guy up? But true, he looked good. Yep, 
here's my expectations for Yan. I think, you know, he's got a lot of headlines. He's grabbing a lot of headlines after this game. Even before this game, he was grabbing headlines. Kind of the hot story. Uh, I foresee his future as, like, he's going to be the number three, probably. As long as you use him correctly. Yeah. If I see him in pass pro, I know Frost and Lubick fucked up. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I know you said he looked quick. Uh, but I, d- I don't think he's that's going to show very often no. in a live game in the Big Ten. I don't think you're going to see him go untouched and, like, break off a run like that right. like he did in the spring game. So as long as he's in the game within the goal line. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. Or, a, or a fourth and one or something like that, like short yardage. Yeah. The dude is going to be an issue. As long as the coaches use him correctly. Yeah. Which – we saw Wandale back there, and we saw Chris Hickman take a freaking handoff yeah. on the goal line. Yeah. So, look, I'm sorry. Hopefully, the coaches learn from their mistakes, with those few exceptions, I guess. But uh, I'm hoping, as long as the coaches use him correctly, I think he'll he'll be fine. I'm not expecting more than a hundred carries out of him. No, right? I I honestly, if Marquis step. Does Who? play? Who? Unlike he's not gonna play. Unlike Jared, he's if Marquise Step plays this he, year, which he will play, he's going not. to play. He didn't come here to sit. Marquise Step is going to play. It's not the point. He came here injured. He's going to be injured, dude. I'm but sorry. Marquise, when he played for USC, was like that short yardage guy that yeah. just scored a lot of touchdowns for them. So if he does play, he might overstep. <laughs> or Marquis Step. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, over Yant on in that, those situations, but I did like what I saw from Yant. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I just looked this up. So it was. It's not 200, 240 pounds. That's that's a stretch. Okay. Uh, Yant is two hundred and twenty five pounds and he's six two. Just for reference, Herschel Walker was six one, two hundred and twenty five pounds. So like he's the, the dude is just. And if you look at his picture, he looks like a defensive lineman. Right? Like, yeah. he's huge. He's a big boy. Yeah. There's so, no doubt. So, yeah. So, he's going to be an issue, I think. Listen, Kyle, you can't come on the NBNR podcast and compare a freaking walk-on to Herschel Walker. I know. I will not have it. It's I Herschel know. walk-on. Come on. <laughs> Herschel walk-on. Yeah. We that will no good. longer call good. him. Uh, we're never going to call him Yan again. He is now Herschel walk-on. Exactly. On our show, he is Herschel walk-on. Hashtag Herschel walk-on. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Um... <laughs> Let's talk about the wide receivers. Wide outs. And if you yeah. haven't had an opportunity, yeah. go listen to our episode with the morning personnel. It was good. It was very good. Very good. And if you haven't had an opportunity, we've also interviewed two other receivers in Westerkamp and Brandon Riley. So yeah. go back and listen to our episodes. They are still relevant, yeah. and they are great listens for you guys. When it comes to wide receivers, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Thanks to those guys. Right. So, yes. Uh, so Omar, you know, he... With his freaking uh, belly shirt, looking like he played in 93 or whatever. I'll take Next it. Next to Herschel Walk-On. <laughs> Next I- to Herschel. <laughs> <laughs> he looked fine. Like, he, he looked pretty darn good in a few plays. And then he had, I think the one that just stands out is that the drop. The drop. drop. Yeah. The, the drop. The drop. The drop. You can't not mention that. It's like, oh, my God. Here you go. But he also caught that slant. That got called back for holding. Yeah. And Adrian put a perfect throw on the money in stride. And I'm telling you right now, if you're a DB and you're trying to tackle Omar Manning when he's in full stride, mm-hmm. good luck. Like, he is a grown-ass man. Yeah, 
And he looked the part on sat or on Saturday. Yeah. He he looked the part. He looks yeah. big. He does look fast. But that drop. It's like damn. But you, yeah. When you're running those plays though, those are like 50-50 balls. Like you're you're throwing those up there expecting that he's gonna come back and grab it. Yeah, like if you catch those fifty percent of the time, we're a better football team. He only had one of those opportunities. I bet he catches the next one. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at least there was opportunities to throw the deep ball to him. Okay. Yeah. Like you look at last year, and no shit, the de- all the defenses were destroying Nebraska's offense, right? Because the ball was in front of them all the time. Yep. Now during the spring game, you saw it. I mean, obviously against your second string uh, squad, but you saw the ball being tossed more than twenty yards. You saw the ball being tossed more than 10 yards in, in front of the line of scrimmage. So uh, that's already a step in the right direction. Okay, and maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm nuts. How many swing passes did we see? We saw a handful, but they were not. And that's where I think this offense could take a step forward without yeah. Wandale. Is the only way we could get the ball in Wandale's hands was doing those stupid swing passes to him. Yep. When he was on the outside, so having those bigger targets, yeah. more physical, like to, uh, let's go to Samari Tori. The guy's six foot three. Yeah. He r- probably runs anywhere from four four to four five, somewhere in that range. That guy has size. If you put him on a linebacker or a safety, and he is playing in the slot, good luck. Those crossing routes are going to be open all day long. Yep. If figures, the line holds up, he figures to be. A mismatch nightmare on paper. Yeah, yeah on paper. In, in the slot, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that I had to ask the swing pass question, I think, is a good sign. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, a absolutely. great sign. Yeah. Even if, like, I'm not even correct necessarily, but the fact that I had to ask is, like, maybe we are seeing a evolution in the play column. Yeah. Well, and Lubick called, one, uh, called the game. I think Lubick called... All the offense for both teams, and then uh, Chin's called the defense for both teams? I honestly don't know. I, I know that they were calling the games. Both those guys okay. were in the booth calling the game. Okay. So. Just besides that, first play of the game where it was the freaking hinky-panky fancy. Besides that, it was like, okay, this doesn't look like a total mess <laughs> like right. it did at times last year. Um, you know, the tight ends didn't, didn't really see a didn't lot. stand out, but you know – who they are. It's going to be Austin Allen and Vocal. Like, yep. Those are the boys. I think uh, I think we're set at tight end. Um, yep. Offensive line, we did mention that it was shaky at times. Pass protection was real pass shaky. Protect- I, think, I, think, yeah. I think the running lanes were really... The good. running lanes were big. On, honestly, if, if it wasn't freaking two-hand touch in the first half, and, I would have loved to see what those running backs could have did with those holes because yeah. they were pretty big. Even I mean, even the second team... O-line was putting together some good holes against our starting defense. So, which, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> hopefully that's not a problem. But, once again, this is a spring game. Let's not look too far into it. So, like, the offense as a whole, I thought they moved the ball really well. You know, the ones. I thought I thought they moved the ball really well. The only problem was once you got down to, like, the, the, you know, the, the red zone. Yeah. So, I think it was, like, five possessions, and I think they scored one touchdown and two field goals. And then there was a a punt, and a field goal. So that's a little alarming. You would hope that your one's going against twos. Now, who's to say that that just means that the twos aren't really freaking good and they're causing issues, which is a good thing. Sure. But uh, I won't put my money on that. 
Yeah. yeah. The ones have to come out and do more than they did. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. They just do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the defense, there was really nothing that, again, stood out to me. Yeah. Is there anything that you guys saw defensively that was either good or bad? So the things I've been hearing, uh, Isaac Gifford was all over the field. He led the spring game in tackles or two-hand touches, whatever you want to freaking call it. <laughs> thuds. 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 <laughs> he looked he looked pretty good, looked really fast, and I'm, I'm really excited about him. I, other than that, I don't know. It's, it's technically impossible to even evaluate the, the yeah. first defense when yeah. it's thud. It's like, all just shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a about, mishmash. But but again, that the defense is really nobody's concern. Right? Like it isn't. Nobody's really concerned about the defense. It's always it's all the offense, especially after last year. Um and you know, when your starting defense holds them to like what? It was like thirteen yards or some shit like that. Like yeah. it was something crazy low. Yeah. And they didn't score in the first half. So you know that's what you'd want to see, but again, it's thud. So what do you really know? What, how do you really know how it would have gone? Yeah, it's it's tough to evaluate it. The second half was, I think, entertaining for the fans who stayed, <laughs> right. because the white team squeaked out a victory. They they yeah. scored a touchdown in extended whatever it was. Yeah. After after the clock hit zero, it was straight Mac Brown action. Yeah. yeah. One more second. <laughs> One more second. But they didn't even put a second back on. They just said, nah, let's just keep it at zero. It killed me, too. I'm sitting there watching, like, put the second on the board. Put the second on the board. And nope, it still just stayed at zero. It's it's still a sensitive thing around here. Yeah. So let's just leave it at zero. <laughs> Give us the second, goddammit. <laughs> what, what were you pointing at there? Oh, just watching okay. Omar making plays. Making plays and then getting yeah. called back for holding. <laughs> yeah, I just see a big yellow marker that says flag. And this is something that we touched on too, like before we before we went live here, was the offensive line, you know, having issues with holding and stuff like that. Look, if your ones are having to hold against your twos, what do you think is going to happen when Ohio State it's not great comes into town or you know, Wisconsin comes into town? Like it's not when that's the, not a good sign. Yeah, when the quitty quitty pays come to town, you're gonna have to freaking hold them. Uh but maybe maybe we're being um, we're being pessimistic about that. Who knows? Yeah, we yeah. are throwing a lot of criticism, but and remember this too. Yeah, this is a freaking spring game. Spring game. Yeah. This is a glorified practice oh, yeah. that they put on for the fans. Yeah. Oliver Martin making some some moves over there. Sure, sure. Uh, but okay. yeah, so I think let's let's just wrap up the spring game. It was great to be back in the stadium. It was great for the fans. Tell us. I was there, of course, and uh, I tried. I put that video out there for you guys. Yeah. It was amazing. It it just felt it felt right. I, I felt back at home. Did you get a Valentino's in that cardboard box, or would you get? I got I got me a, a Runza, a meal and a Bunza. Okay. So, uh, but I will say the the Nebraska spring game, and this is no surprise to anybody in America. The Nebraska spring game was the third highest event attended. Since COVID, so we had we were behind only the Texas Rangers home opener and Alabama spring game. So and they were, I'm assuming both 100 percent, like no fucks given. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Down south. Yeah, and ours was up to 75 percent, and we still didn't even hit 50 percent. So we could have had more in there. We could have absolutely, but at the end, at the end of the day, you know, it's a spring game. Yep. So. 
Half the people were out in the parking lot getting drunk anyway. Oh, they yeah. were there. They yeah. Were getting drunk Shoot. In the rail yard. <laughs> getting railed in the rail yard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fordham? Fordham? Wait, Wait till you guys hear this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the Husker fans who do not know, and they get their information delayed from NBNR, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Nebraska Cornhuskers have rescheduled their home opener, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is uh, they got rid of the Southeast Louisiana game at the end of the year, which will open up a bye week in between Wisconsin and Ohio State, which is good. Sure. Very good. Yeah. And uh, they added the University of Fordham. And Fordham. For those of you, let's let's do a little trivia, guys. <laughs> do you can you name anybody of relevance that went to the University of Fordham? I mean, I could, but. I'm not sure I should mention any names. <laughs> because I know that he's a big loser. <laughs> Biggest loser, you've never seen anything like it. So, if you aren't picking up on these wonderful imitations. Imitation? <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, go on. Uh, <laughs> Stupid. The University of Fordham does have a football team, they I do. guess. They do. They have volunteered. Our event has been cashed out to play the University of Nebraska yeah. as our new home opener, yeah. which, um, back to the imitations, Donald yeah. Trump went to the University of Fordham. He did. And one other guy, Vince Lombardi, is their well-known football guy from the University of Fordham. You might have heard of him. You might have heard of him. Yeah. So yeah. we might have some fun with that between now and then. But let's just go back to this. Is This is a big deal for Nebraska. Getting a, a, a home opener, getting a game after week zero. Mm-hmm. If you were going to take a bye week after you have to go travel on the road yep. in a in conference game to open the season at Illinois against Burt Bielema, <laughs> and Bert. and then you take a week off, like what? Yeah. So this right. is huge. This is great for momentum. This is great for the Lincoln economy. That it's I'm I'm hoping and praying to God that we have full capacity. By September, but this yeah. adds another home game because we're only going to have one in the month of September, so this I'm, is big. I'm also hoping and praying to God that we won't need an Amir Abdullah miracle yep. to beat <laughs> this team. No. So, hey, on paper it's a W. Um, Fordham. Fordham. I'm calling it right now. Fordham. Yeah. This will be... Scott Frost's what? biggest win, oh. deficit-wise, yeah. as the head coach, head coach of the University of Nebraska. Oh, I thought you meant significant win. No, not significant. <laughs> this is there is no significance oh, to sorry, this win. Sorry, but this will be the largest victory okay. uh, under the Scott Frost regime. Okay. Okay. I don't think you're totally off base there. No, I mean you would hope. I mean you got a senior quarterback in Adrian. I think we played uh, Baloney State. Uh, one year, uh, <laughs> so then Scott won that game pretty good. But no, I think this game they're going to put on a show. There's going to be tons of recruits here. This is going to be a huge recruiting weekend. That's another reason why they brought it back is for the recruits. They are going to put on a freaking show. Scott is going to try to make this offense look like UCF, like Oregon, and maybe it won't look like that against Illinois week mm. week, week zero. But <laughs> he is going to put on a show, and hopefully. With adding this game, yeah. we could be three and zero before we go to Oklahoma. That's what 
that's what it needs to be. Yeah. And just to update some fans as well, uh-huh. uh, the University of Kansas has hired uh, yes. former, now former Buffalo head coach. Yes. Uh, Leipold. Yeah, thank God. So, and he's taking his whole staff. He's taking he's like, like 75% of his staff is going. Oh. So Nebraska dodged a huge bullet. It's still not an easy game. Like that's still yeah. not a, a guaranteed W, but it doesn't make it that much easier. It makes it a little bit better when you lose your entire coaching staff after the spring too. Yeah. I don't know. You'd think that if it was Leipold that you would kind of maybe just wait a year and hope for a bigger opportunity than Kansas. Yeah. But I, as a Nebraska fan, I'm like, thank you. Dodged a Leipold bullet. Yep. Um, look, I don't know how much of a difference it's really going to make because I mean, those guys are still, they've been coached by Leipold. Yeah. And so still, they're still the same people. It's still the same dudes regardless, but you would just hope that, uh, the Leipold effect is now gone from that game. Again, not a, not a guaranteed, Win by any means, but it should make it that much easier. We replaced Old Dominion with Fordham. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Yeah, and we kept Oklahoma. Crazy. <laughs> did, you see, did, you see, uh, did you see Scott Frost with his little hard hat breaking ground on mm. the new facilities? God, he looks so good in that hard hat. Yeah. yeah new facilities. It's a big thing. Uh, somehow, our great fans and boosters raised $80 million during a, during a... Uh, worldwide pandemic <laughs> to to better our football team. So I'm all in on that. Uh, wait a minute. That facility is for all sports. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a reason <laughs> that's Scott Frost, and they mentioned it during that that presser. Like, they thanked him. They were, like, on their hands and knees thanking Scott Frost. And Scott's like, yeah, that was just, this was all Matt Davidson. So, <laughs> you know, a lot, of, a lot of people don't like Matt Davidson, man. I don't, I don't get it. He's the assistant AD. I'll say this. If... If the Frost thing doesn't work out, then I could see why people might be like, F Matt Davison. Because, you know, he was like the whole architect behind it. Well, yeah, that's his best man in his wedding. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, so far, I guess I can see why, because the results haven't been the greatest. But a lot of people just don't like that guy. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he, get, he helped us win a natty in 97, okay? He's got some goodwill. Did yeah, you yeah. see that catch that, that he made? That kick. The miracle catch. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't hit the ground. He's still got some goodwill, but he, he might, he's starting to lose it now. Hey, I love it's listening to It's funny to me, man. On the radio, though, I love listening to Matt. Oh, yeah, I did so much, So much passion. Yes, he just loves Nebraska football <laughs> more than all of you. Like, <laughs> you know what? I'll fight to the death for that title. You know what? <laughs> Honestly, though, Bill Moose's successor, Matt Davison. <laughs> No, it won't. I don't know, dude. John Cook's already got I, that sign sealed and delivered, boy. Unless Matt Davison finds out where John Cook lives. <laughs> and like... Yes! Yes! <laughs> dude, I'm just saying, I feel like Davison would kill for that job if he had to. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm just saying, dude. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I think we uh, rambled enough. Spring ball has ended. We will yes. still keep things fresh here on NBNR. We have another guest coming next week, and uh, I'll give you a hint. A local linebacker that played for Nebraska under the Pelini and Riley staff. That's all I will say. Yeah, they they won against Georgia one year. Crazy. That's something. Yeah. That's something. Yeah, (laughs) if only. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Um, I guess we'll, we can sign off here and we can just say... Before we do that, I just want to introduce our listeners to the guy that's been filling in for us. Uh, you probably see him on social media, Instagram. We, we try to tag him. Uh, Kyle, do you want to introduce yourself, introduce the business that you, you have going on as well? Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm Kyle Byers. Uh, I'm owner and operator of Kyle's View Productions. These guys were nice enough to uh, bring me on and take care of their photo and video needs and then let me fill in every once in a while. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm owner of the uh, Byers Husker Wall of Fame, a bunch of nice paintings and everything like that. So yeah, um, I'm sure they've read about it probably in the World Herald every year. Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, that's been around. Um, but yeah, I'm just a big Husker fan. So I'm, I'm glad to be able to be a part of it. Yeah, we're, we're glad to have Kyle. Um, it's glad that we can collaborate and help each other. And uh, it's yeah, a, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we've been able to meet some fun people along the way. So. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So, guys, if you need like weddings and like I, Kyle, yeah, what, what all do yeah. you do, man? You, got, you need weddings, you need some promos done. Like, yeah, yeah. I got you. I'm your guy. Yeah, so, so get in touch with, with Mr. Kyle Byers. Let's start, let's sign off here. Um, guys, listeners. Please subscribe to our Twitter account at NBNR Podcast. We are on all the platforms that you listen to your podcasts on. We are on Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify. If you can, please give us a five-star review. Um, give us a like, whatever it is. We need all the help we can get. We appreciate shooting the shit with y'all. Um, this is one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Kyle Byers. And as always, GBR.